Welcome to another edition of AUHSD Future Talks, show dedicated to our uh, future of many of our 30,000 students. And there's a lot of concern about what the post-COVID-19 world is going to look like for them. And we are so blessed to have so many guests who have been committed to helping to develop a bright future for our young people, and including our next guest, um, pastor of Magnolia Baptist Church and director of Love Anaheim, Mr. Nathan Zug. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here, and I consider you a friend, and it's, it's always good to talk with you. Same here, Nathan. And um, Nathan is also an elected official. He's a board member, board of trustees for Magnolia Elementary School District. And, um, and he, is a, um, he has a lot of roots with his own two daughters who've grown up in the area and uh, been um, really committed to Greater Anaheim and to uh, partnering with AUHSD on a lot of service projects. So, you know, um, this, this program is about jobs and preparing young people for jobs. And I thought, Nathan, you'd be the perfect guest to really expand on um, our fifth C, compassion and character and caring and love, right? And as, as, a, as a soft skill that is so needed for young people in uh, their careers and in life. Um, why, I'm going to start with that question because um, why do you um, think um, that that is something that is needed and what connection do you feel it has to careers and life? So um, we're never going to get away, Mike, as you know, from people to people interaction. <clears throat> no matter what uh, career you pick or job you have, you're going to be interacting with people and some careers more, some careers less. But uh, so compassion and kindness is a I would call it an essential uh, quality that you can acquire and you can develop and it can become a habit or a, a practice. And so this is only going to enhance your interaction with your coworkers, your bosses, your company culture that you're building. And it's, it's actually going to be an attractive um, skill and a gift to have. It's going to be a sought after. It's, it is sought after actually. So it's very important and it will change the culture of where you live or where you work. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you, you and I, Nathan, um, we've known each other for a number of years, but really our, um, for me, it's uh, your, your service ethic that you've created in, in Anaheim through Love Anaheim and through partnering with the AUHSD Servathon, which, of course, our audience knows uh, well, that celebrates uh, Martin Luther King's uh, National Day of Service. And so let's talk a little bit about this connection to service and love and compassion and um, your, your involvement in some of the things that you've done in Anaheim to promote Love Anaheim. Well, uh, I was asked to launch Love Anaheim back in 2016. And <clears throat> something I had to really think about, it was putting service to work in the community on a larger scale. I'd done it in smaller groups and in one organization. So I actually don't know if you remember this, Mike, but the first partnership I think I formed once I decided to start Love Anaheim was 
with AUHST because I had helped with the Servathon already and knew about it. And so uh, you're a, became an official partner. You were on our waiver. <laughs> so um, it it's so important to give back and to show your love and kindness by doing something. And these are things that are needed by the community or by individuals or by groups or organizations. And so just finding a way to serve is, it's uh, an essential thing. And so for me, just finding the needs that were in the community or on a campus, let's say for, for a school or a neighborhood uh, for the city, things that fell through the cracks that just weren't getting done. Maybe they wanted to be done, but they weren't. Um, so just finding those and mobilizing people in a way to serve and get them done. And so I've, um, I've, I've become good at <laughs> finding the needs and putting together a team of people or a group to, to serve and make a difference with uh, meeting those needs. You know, let's talk a little bit about some of the specific things. Um, I remember when I met you, um, you had a program um, that you offered through the Servathon to have kids paint fire hydrants in the, in the neighborhoods and, and not only brighten up uh, the neighborhood by that uh, using this, uh, the artwork from the kids, but um, the painting, the fire hydrants, painting the, the, uh, the trash cans um, with their own art. Can, can you describe, because it, you know, to the audience, it sounds like, well, just painting fire hydrants, that, that just doesn't seem like a big transformation, but um, with the kids, you know, putting their own artwork on something, uh, I think that that was very meaningful. Uh, can you share some of the stories that you have well, throughout these years with uh, that project? Okay, well, uh, two different projects. With fire hydrant painting, we started as a partnership with uh, Anaheim Public Utilities. As, as most of you know, Anaheim Public Utilities is our own public utility in Anaheim, and they own the, the water system and electrical system. And it's ours as a city. So um, I actually, we partnered with JROTC at Magnolia High because they had a leadership structure that could look at a map, identify the streets and all the red dots that were on the maps of fire hydrant. They came up with a plan and a, a, a timeline. And so we consistently painted hydrants during Servathon with uh, JROTC at Magnolia High and other groups. Uh, there was other schools too. Uh, <clears throat> we painted uh, probably 600 hydrants in that stretch. And I remember starting with Magnolia High in the middle of the dot saying, we're going to go around Magnolia High. And we painted probably a mile around in a square. The city shared maps with us, you know, and we had a training process. And it was a lot of the things you would learn on a job, uh, you know, interacting with the community, having a plan, sticking with it, the particular way you paint a hydrant, two coats of paint. And then, so anyway, it was fascinating to watch JROTC take that on and use their system of leadership and giving back to do that. So we, we did that project for a number of years. We're still doing it with a, a, another program I have called Better Way Anaheim. So we're still painting hydrants. The other project was trash can art and it was city parks that had graffitied trash cans a lot. And we asked permission if we could put a little kit of supplies together. So there's another aspect of, you know, a job is putting a list of necessity items together and procuring those materials and then having a rubric or a, 
a process to follow. So we had to do that with the city. We had to get a way of doing this and a, a process. So we would paint the can with the base coat, and then we would let people have uh, freedom with their artwork. And we had a few rules, uh, but they were all listed in a little notebook. And then we we painted thousands of trash cans. I'm going to say across the city, uh, there's 54 parks in Anaheim, at least last time I counted. And we painted in many parks these trash cans and we had little kits and we did it through Servathon. We did it on service projects that we did. And so for kids to express or anybody to express themselves with a, a freshly coated uh, coat of paint on trash can and then put uh, happy faces or um, just some artwork that they've come up with. Um, it was fascinating to watch people contemplate and then plan and then actually execute the project. And then we also, last thing, this kind of morphed into campus trash cans. So then we were painting plastic trash cans at, at the school site. So we did city park trash cans and it was just a fun way to give back. What I like about these projects is they're, they're, um, they're easy to duplicate. They're simple, but like you say, there are logistic things that the kids learn. But I think most importantly, and I've seen this, where the kids, when you talk about artwork, it's the kid becomes vested in that artwork, right? And, um, you know, they, like when you drive by and you see the, the, the fire hydrants and they're so colorful and nice. And same thing with the trash cans. I think there are uh, ways in which young people can become vested in their community and say, see what I did? I painted that. So tremendous uh, uh, layering of building of social capital that you've done. And plus you have kids from different schools come together and different clubs and they meet and kind of cross pollinate friendships, which is so needed now, especially now. Um, so you've gone from doing, you know, really feel good projects like that to um, being part of the Orange County Human Trafficking Task Force. And I know um, as a leader in the faith-based community, you've also taken, uh, taken a lead in that and raising awareness about human trafficking. Do you mind uh, talking a little bit about that? Well, um, one of the unknown uh, terrible things about uh, populated areas and tourist areas like Orange County has been is that there is human trafficking and we often would not know about it. So Anaheim police and Orange County uh, took on that ugly topic of human trafficking and then put some groups together and they formed the Orange County Human Trafficking Task Force, it's a long story, but they formed that with multiple uh, law enforcement agencies and then service providers uh, to help the gals, mostly the gals after they exited that, that um, horrible um, predicament they were in. And then they realized that we needed a faith-based community because those folks were the ones coming to the aid with the service providers and law enforcement. So there was a faith-based component to it. We formed a group. We assisted the, the Orange County Human Trafficking Task Force. So what we did was just brought goodness and kindness and support to the process of someone uh, exiting the uh, predicament of being human trafficked and um, we spread awareness. We did awareness events, or we still do them. And um, we, we actually partnered up with a couple of schools on this. And they then they took it and ran with it on their own. But just building awareness of 
what human trafficking is, how it can uh, pervade uh, people or places, and then uh, working to make a difference in uh, having it be less of a of a, a ugly thing that is there. So um, it was a good learning curve for all people and especially young people to learn to spot it and the sort of the uh, signs of it and then work to make a difference mitigating it. Yeah, we've had, uh, sadly, we, we've had some some victims of human trafficking in the district. And like you say, in the greater Orange County, this is a problem. We've worked closely with Anaheim Police Department and raising that awareness because, you know, growing up and uh, when, you know, when we were young, right, um, we were taught to stay away from strangers, right? People giving candy from their cars and stuff like that. And what the Anaheim Police Department uh, uh, taught us is that, you know, we don't realize as parents that there are strangers coming into our household all the time through the internet. And um, this awareness is so important because oftentimes those strangers are impersonating uh, young teenager and generally uh, trying to prey on young girls, uh, impersonating uh you know, good looking boys. And in fact, it's like a, you know, a predator, a 50 year old predator or whatever, trying to lure them into human trafficking. So this is, a, you know, um, a really uh, important uh, task force that you are part of to raise awareness, especially with our faith based uh, communities and uh, across religions. But, uh, you know, uh, to raise that awareness with parents and young teenagers who are susceptible to this uh, predatory behavior. So um, any any other words on that, uh, Nathan? Before we go to the, because you, I, I have a whole list of things here. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get to them all. But. I have many hats, and um, no, just awareness is the main thing, and then jumping in to be part of the solution in a way that fits a person or an organization, so that together, collectively, if everyone's aware and does something, we're going to improve this ugly situation. So. Um, learn about it and become part of the solution. So one thing I'm so impressed with you, Nathan, because you're like, people say, well, what could I do? I'm just one person. And you are such a, an epitome of a connector. You're one person that connects resources and people and, you know, and you you create these synergies because, uh, you know, in Anaheim and as across America, we have a growing uh, challenge with homeless, right? And And you've developed this, Pathway to Work program through uh, Better Way Anaheim. Can you share with the audience what that's about? Yes. Yeah, so um, probably 2014 or 15. I'll do this real quick. <laughs> uh, Anaheim police realized that, like other cities, that they had a high volume of calls and that connected to a large amount of money that was uh, related to homelessness. So we circled up at City Hall. And we got some folks in the room that could talk it over. Uh, Kingdom Causes or CityNet from Long Beach came, and we just tried to form a comprehensive wraparound service program, uh, a series of programs that could mitigate homelessness. And you know, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of time and energy that's spent since 2014 in Anaheim, but out of it has come uh, many service providers. Actually, the Anaheim Homeless Collaborative, which is 100 organizations or so, with the city's uh, help um, working on various aspects of it. So one of the heavy lift aspects of homelessness is jobs and providing skills that uh, can acquire jobs and even part-time jobs. Part-time job 
as might be uh, something we go, oh, part-time job, but it's better than no job. And so part-time job is on a pathway to uh, more of a full-time job or a full-time job. So uh, 2015, Mayor Tate at the time uh, had an idea from Albuquerque, New Mexico, that we could um, engage homeless individuals through some city funding and through some project-based uh, stuff like Levanaheim was doing. So we were asked to launch it. We did. We started with zero and we built a program that connected with the Anaheim Homeless Collaborative, all around 100 agencies. The city funded the gift card. So we chose gift cards and a service project, a dignified service project, like painting trash cans, fire hydrants, cleaning up yards, um, various projects that you finish and you look at and you go, look what I did. Something you'd come take somebody back to the park to look at your trash cans, like kids did with that project when we did it. So we launched this. Uh, to date, we've served over a thousand homeless individuals. Uh, that's an uh, unduplicated number. You know, the number of gift cards we've been out over a thousand. Three years old now. We launched part two of this program, which is embedding life skills and employment network to it. So we're out four days a week now with up to five individuals. Different from COVID now because we have, you know, like everybody, we have a lot of uh, challenges with uh, COVID, but. Uh, we have our own vehicle. We'd identify projects with the city or with neighborhoods or with uh, various places. And we train individuals how to um, do different uh, projects and develop skills within them. It's project-based learning, basically. And then we teach them kindness. We teach them politeness. And I guess there's three things I found in the, the heads of a better way is improvisation um, and measured intensity. And I'm forgetting the third one now. Anyway, the, the ability to look at a situation, assess, change your plan a little bit, but actually accomplish the project. So, um, we teach them these kind of skills and then turn them loose to do projects. And it's been a, a very successful program. Uh, we are out four days a week, like I said, and, um, so this week, that that group, Better Way, handed out um, last week, this week and last week, um, 3,000 door hangers for public utilities, Anaheim Public Utilities, to needed neighborhoods for a program they were doing. And so they approached us. We said, yes, our group looked at the maps. They formed a plan, and they handed out these door hangers uh, to those neighborhoods. This group is also helping at four food pantries a week at the moment. So there's groups. Uh, doing food provision for food insecurity like you guys are. And so um, Better Way is helping each week at uh, three to four pantries. And so they're improving the city while they're improving their own situation and they're being paid for it and trained to be an employed uh, person. So That's awesome. It, That's tremendous. Like yeah. And the minute or so that we have left, Nathan, um, you know, we have 30,000 uh, 7 through 12 uh, young people. And uh, what, what would be sort of your parting words of advice to our young people? Well, I'd say wherever you are at school or planning for work, uh, look around to see who needs some care and kindness. And while you're doing your skilled task or your trained task, put in kindness and care into it, and it will make a striking difference. 
don't be cheesy about it. Just do it as the normal function. And if you need help, there's people that can help you work on your kindness and and put those in the mix and it'll make a big difference. Well, Pastor Nathan Zug, um, it is such an honor to be your friend and to, uh, you know, to know someone who really lives a life of love, kindness, compassion, and service and dedication to our community. Thank you so much. And we look forward to uh, inviting you back sometime. Thank you. Well, thank you, Mike. It's been a pleasure. And again, I count you as a dear friend also. And uh, thanks for your work with uh, AUHSD.